What gives you joy? What is joy, actually? This is Saturday, July 22nd, and we're finishing up this week in our podcast on discipleship. I remember reading not long ago about someone visiting the United States for the first time from a third world country. Now, coming from the third world to the first world can be a shocking thing. Generally, here there's safety. You don't wake up to the sound of gunfire or wonder if you're going to be safe while you're sleeping. Also, the world around you works well. There's a mail service and laws that govern roadways. Their jobs and food is plentiful. I know we take this for granted, but in a large portion of the world, they don't have this. So yes, coming here is shocking for folks that have never lived like this. But the surprise of those that came was not how nice life was. It was this. It was how sad people looked. Yes, looking at people's faces, this visitor could detect very little happiness. I think they'd imagine pretty much everyone would be happy, since so many of the problems they face wouldn't be a factor here at all. They were surprised to find this is just not so. This brings us to our scripture for today, John chapter 15, verse 9 to 11. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. Now at this point, Jesus changes the wording of the command that we've been hearing this week. He has told the disciples to abide in him, to remain in him. But now he tells them to remain in his love. He is teaching about the flow of the divine love from the Father to him, and then from Jesus to them, to us. What is he trying to tell them? He is saying that the place of joy and safety and peace is to rest in the love of God for them. Yes, the love of God for us. This really is the gospel. It is about God's love for us. It is resting, abiding, remaining in that love that sustains us. Now, I think Jesus is saying this because with all he has taught about bearing fruit, we might think that God loves us as a means to an end. This is the way our world works. It's true. Our love tends to be transactional. We want something, and love is the price we pay to get it. But God doesn't love us like that. He didn't create us to serve him or to do anything for him, really. He made us in love and out of love for us. We do not bear fruit to gain anything from God. That does not cause him to love us or to love us more. It is simply the way we enjoy and walk with God. In the same way, if you're going to hang out with me on Monday, that's my day off, you're going to come along with me and do my weekly chores along with me. I clean out the pool. I take care of removing fallen branches in the yard. I take care of all the little things that need to be done for our house to function. I run our generator to keep it prepped for hurricane season and so on. You get the idea. And if you want to walk with God through your life, 
He's going to take you to some interesting places where he is getting his work done in the world. Why is he going to do that? He wants to be with you, and he wants you to be with him. To share in his work is to share in him. This is also how we learn from him and how we come to live in his love. And this is where joy comes from. Not from things working out the way we please, but from being with God on the journey, even on those days when the journey is tough. It's not transactional at all, but relationship and also unconditional. God loves you because he loves you. And because he loves you, he revels in time with you, sharing in what he's doing in the world. This is the beauty of discipleship. Not that we do anything for God, but that we do everything with God. This changes the way we pray, as we saw yesterday. And it also changes our attitudes about life. I love that very final statement from our text. Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be full. Yes, Jesus wants your joy. Joy is the experience of the fullness of relationship you have with God. It's knowing you are his, that you are loved. Everything else flows from that. Security, purpose, and so much more. Now, all of this, I know, is such a tough sell for us. Why? I think it's because we've confused joy with happiness. Happiness is completely dependent on your circumstances. If you're having a good day, a positive experience, well, then you're happy. But that feeling is fleeting. It doesn't last, and it can't last. Instead, joy is found in the relationships. Relationship. Oftentimes, the relationship deepens and is more enjoyed when the difficult times come. It's then we're grateful for the presence and love of God, who we know is at work in our lives. We become convinced that even then God is giving us good gifts because, well, that is his way. Even then he is developing character in us and helping us to see that he is present with us. Would you pray together with me? Holy Father, how could it be that you seek fellowship with us? But you do, and we come to enjoy you and live in joy because of you. Thank you for opening this way for us through the work of Jesus on our behalf. We pray together in his name. Amen. Amen.